Biden's America, a society that has given up on itself. Courage and leadership are in short supply. Quote, Weimar Germany conjures up fears of what can happen when there is simply no societal consensus on how to move forward, and every minor difference becomes a cause of existential political battles, end quote. Eric D. White's Weimar Germany Promise and Tragedy. Just two years into the Joe Biden presidency, it has become abundantly clear that the only people who are actively trying to destroy this country are the Democrats and the cult that has overtaken them. How much worse could it possibly get than a former president of the United States indicted in the city that made him on a case that no one believes in good faith was legitimate? No government that believes in America would ever do such a thing to rip this country apart, especially after COVID, after the summer of 2020, and after January 6th. But this is no ordinary government. This is a government that has given up the American experiment, opting instead for a bloated superstate with its own permanent propaganda press, show trials, a vast network of surveillance to police its own citizens, and a society headed for collapse. I believe the lie that Trump brought the chaos and that if Biden won, things would calm down. But now we know it wasn't Trump at all. It was them. It has to be one long emergency because if it isn't and the ball finally stops spinning, then they have to face themselves and they will have to hang their heads in shame for what they've done. That's why Trump is a necessary component of their definition of themselves. Without that imminent threat, they can't keep pushing their ideology on the rest of us to fix this broken country. As long as he's a threat, they can say, don't look at us, look at him. Trump supporters might have chanted, lock her up at rallies, and that alone was meant to be fascism. Now the Biden administration actually does it, locking up protesters for years by now, many of them thrown into solitary confinement, and languishing in jail with no charges brought. They do this with impunity, because no one in the mainstream legacy media gives a damn. Throw them away like human garbage. The Biden administration plans to lock Trump up even on flimsy charges. It will be too late for the legacy media to stop them when that happens. They will have no choice but to go along with it after beating the drum for prison for seven long years. It will then be left to history to tell the truth. The legacy media won't. So people are now saying that uh, it's an obvious political prosecution of Trump, right? This is crazy that they're doing this. And this is because Donald Trump would probably beat Joe Biden and Ron DeSantis (laughs) if he ran for president again. And so now uh, people are saying that Joe Biden... Uh, tipped his hand that they would do anything to try to stop Donald Trump from running, right? You remember, so so he said this, so watch this. So this, this guy tweets this out. This is from November 9th, he said this. So he was being asked about Donald Trump declaring he's going to run for president. And this is what, this is what Joe Biden, how he responded back then. That G7 conversation was tied to your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not return, or that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah. once again take power in the United <laughs> States? 
So he's asking him, how do you reassure? I don't know who reassures somebody that Donald Trump won't take power again. <laughs> and then this guy says, because he has a still a very powerful political organization and Biden laughs at it and says, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's got he as well, then. If he doesn't have a strong political organization, why are you saying the next thing he says? Well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power uh, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution does not become the next president again. Um, well, that's a weird way to say that. That's a, we have to make sure that he under the Constitution he doesn't become president he again. He doesn't get elected again. It sounds very yeah. much like when he was asked about the Nord Stream pipeline. I People, just thought that. Yeah, watch this. If uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer. A Nord Stream too. We we will bring an end to it. But but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> the there one he, promise he kept. The one promise he kept <laughs> because they already had plans to blow up that Nord Stream pipeline before Putin ever invaded. They rely on Trump the way Big Brother relied on Goldstein in 1984. The violence we're seeing on the left, that we've been seeing, that our media has ignored, is being praised and encouraged by most of the Democrats. Do they see it at all? Do they have any idea how it's escalating and intensifying? One mass shooting already and another stopped before it could be carried out, both by self-identified transgender people right in the middle of an ongoing culture war. The activists quickly pivoted to guns to distract from the potential story of what actually could be happening to these young people. Guns, as always, the catch-all for their problems. Guns and Republicans. They're fascists, they say, as they get a little too close and a little too loud. Where is all this going? I'm coming, I'm good, I'm good. Trust me, I'm good. Go ahead. At the same time, we have a government silencing the energized protesters on the right. 
They're doing worse than silencing. They're treating them like terrorists. If any MAGA supporters showed up and did exactly what the left has been doing in Tennessee, all of them would be thrown in jail. It seems that the new left, at the hands of the religious fanatics, has become a kind of death cult, where they're under constant threat of being murdered by police if they're black, or wiped out in a genocide if they're transgender. All of that fear, all of that rage, and no leader to calm things down or to make an effort to unite the country. Just a bunch of Democrats who are still burned about Trump and 2016. How it started. On the left, we'd been convinced we had the upper hand in 2016 where Trump was concerned. Because we cast him as a dumb, tacky reality TV star. We didn't just underestimate him as a speaker and a politician. We turned him into a caricature we could stick in the corner wearing a dunce cap. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. (laughs) Donald Trump, you know, he's a clown. I think we're long overdue to speak the truth about Donald Trump. He is deranged. If it wasn't for television, would Donald Trump be running for president? No. He would be at home right now, quietly rubbing up against his wife, Malaria, while she pretends to be asleep. D- Donald, Donald Trump is a clown. I mean, does anybody seriously think that Donald Trump is serious about running for president? The race for the White House continues to intensify as more and more Republicans are joining the fight against Donald Trump by coming forward and saying that they will vote for Hillary Clinton. Trump, I don't believe, uh, is going to be the party's nominee. And if he is, he's going to get crushed by Hillary Clinton. If either Trump or Cruz is the nominee, we, we probably lose. Definitely that's the case with Trump. I think the Republican nominee is unfit. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Um, that's not going to happen. Do it. Do, do it. Look, look at me. Do it. I will personally write you a campaign check now on behalf of this country, which does not want you to be president, but which badly wants you to run. This guy, in my view, is not going to be elected right. president. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. And I talked to probably 12 Republican senators yesterday or or their representatives. Uh, I couldn't find a single one who now thinks they're going to win. I am told that senior officials at the party are actively exploring what would happen if Trump dropped out, how to replace him on the ballot. The standard has now been reduced to, can Trump make it through the next four weeks without getting removed from the ticket? (laughs) This guy's a joke. Simply drop out and tell America This entire candidacy was a stunt. Hillary Clinton has a 100% chance of winning, so that means that that no scenario that we could lay out to get Donald Trump to 270 electoral votes. This is the beginning of the end for Trump. The beginning of the end. Beginning of the end? This is probably starting of the beginning of the end for, for Donald Trump. President Obama will go down as perhaps the worst president in the history of the United States, exclamation point, at real Donald Trump. Well... At real Donald Trump. At least I will go down as a president. If you do the math associated with all the electoral votes from all of the states, if they go that way, if the lean Republican and likely Republican go red, and the lean Democrat and likely Democrat go blue, and then you say that Donald Trump has the best day in the entire world completely outperforms expectations, and he wins all of the toss-up states. He wins all five of those states, plus that electoral college vote in Maine that he's after. If he wins all of the toss-ups, which would be insane because nobody wins all of the toss-up states, even if Donald Trump did win all of the toss-up states, 
he would still lose. Trump has won the state of Arkansas. Fox can also project that Donald Trump will win the states of Kansas, North Dakota, South Dakota, Texas, and Wyoming. And we are about to make a major call. Fox News Decision Desk is now projecting that Donald Trump has won the state of North Carolina, projecting that Donald Trump will win the state of Utah. A victory for Donald Trump in Ohio uh, can be called by the Fox News Decision Desk at this point. Iowa will go to Donald Trump. Donald Trump has won the state of Wisconsin. Donald Trump will win the state of Florida. The Fox News Decision Desk has called Pennsylvania for Donald Trump. Right now, a historic moment. Uh, we can now project the winner of the presidential race. CNN projects Donald Trump wins the presidency. This means that Donald Trump will be the 45th president of the United States. I'm not sure how much of America, but a very, very significant portion. And I mean, literally crying. Everybody is crying and so upset, and it is the end of their world. Pivoting from Trump the clown to Trump the existential threat was, for the left, a.k.a. all of the cultural, political, and institutional power, a shock that meant this was a country they could no longer trust. Not the people in it, not its elections, not even its constitution. His win shattered every myth about the left's power, including the idea that we were so awesome, everyone wants to be us, right? Wrong. A slap in the face on that large of a scale meant that suddenly the dominant society that drove much of this country had their notions of reality shattered. There was no preparing for it. Now we've become a society that no longer believes in itself. There was a moment to find clarity, even unity perhaps. But that would have required answering why Trump got so popular in the first place. How and why he was preferable to millions in this country. I didn't understand it either. It took me a long time and a lot of work doing my own research, watching his rallies and listening to and getting to know his supporters. But what really did it for me was driving across the country. I saw so many love letters to Trump. They were on trailers and lawns. They were on bumpers. Pop-up booths selling Trump gear were everywhere. So I just started taking pictures of what I saw. I was moved by it. It was a country I didn't know from my apartment in the city and a life spent online. It's not really possible to understand the why of Trump. Unless you know this country state by state, there is so much of it in between the two coasts. Yet the Democrats can't see it because to them, Trump and his supporters are the nation's greatest threat. Imagine thinking that and then thinking you should be leading such a big melting pot of a country. Say what you will about Trump, but it's rare to have a president that can reach so many different kinds of people and most of them working class. By contrast, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have no connection to any of them. And somehow they think this is a good plan. Don't say that I'll start to cry or that wouldn't be good for my image. Trump's my mother president. He's about the Michael Jordan these motherfuckers three times, three times gonna beat that ass in the polls. This man ain't the goat, he's the motherfucking lion. Take a look at the optics, folks. Take a look at the optics. Take a look at the optics. This is what communist countries do. 
Take a look at the optics. Banana Republic. Trump. 2024. Yo, Trump, tell him you innocent, bro. You innocent. I remember that, bro. You don't even allow cops at the pride parade. That's why I stopped going. Because people like you attack me for wearing a Trump shirt. I'm gay. I'm one of you. And you don't support me. Shut up. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. Shut the hell up. Today, for the first time in history, we have taken a former president and put charges on him that actually is running for the presidency in 2024. Due to this shady, shady, shady way they went about this. Um, we can go back to Hillary Clinton. We can go back to her husband. Because remember, Clintongate, they shut that off and they brought up Monica Lewinsky, Senator Edwards. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And as far as money, we can talk about China and Biden. I mean, really? So this is what I'm doing. I have decided that I am voting for President Trump. You know, I, I, I tell you, Chuck, I'm at a loss. When I looked at this indictment and saw that every single count, because I heard um, a reporter earlier talking about conspiracy, and I'm like, oh, there's a conspiracy count. There is no conspiracy count. Yeah. So there are 34 counts of the same charge, falsifying business records. For f***ing years, our sound holes were bleeding every minute of the day listening to you trump haters bitch and chirp how much you hate him he's a racist he's going to ruin the economy he's going to cost world war three meanwhile none of that shit was true what i find fascinating is the dead ass silence this past year that you guys who are both same chirpers voted for this an asshole now just silent nothing hey what do you think of your guy biden what oh no nah, i don't talk presidential issues right now i'm quiet yeah where's your biden sticker on your car where's your biden sign on your lawn all gone you know why because you know that we know that you know that you might have f***ed up on that one because this guy is burning this country to the ground everything it's not just affecting me which you'd like to see because i'm a trump supporter but everything that you worked for is f everything but yet you'll bite your pretty little nose to spite your face as long as Donald Trump is not in office. How do you feel about Trump getting indicted? They need to free my boy. Would you say that like this whole thing to try and arrest him is almost like a witch hunt? Would you say that? Yeah, because out of every other president, they only doing this for him. He's been exposing and they don't like that. Trump 2024, my brother. You know, I don't normally talk about this anymore, but I need to get this off my chest, man. There is a ton of evil and corruption in our world right now. And it's literally happening in real time, in our faces, and they turn around and lie to us about what we're seeing. It is unreal at this point how bad the corruption has gotten. And it's no longer left versus right. It's really evil versus America, right? It's the outsiders versus the insiders. It's the people saying, we don't want big government anymore. We're tired of you being involved in our daily lives. We're tired of you stealing from us. Right, robbing our tax money and it's spending it on whatever little pet projects you have all around the world or the corruption you're trying to buy yourselves into or the people that you're trying to pay off. The American taxpayers are funding the United States corruption all over the world. And at some point we have to unite together and say enough is enough because we're being taxed to the point 
where we can't afford to put food on our own tables. Trump or Biden? Trump. 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 Why? Because uh, Biden doesn't know if he's coming or going. I don't know. It don't matter. Biden's so old, he don't know what he's talking about or doing. That's why gas prices are like $4. Yeah, he stole my point. Everything's a daggone expensive. I mean, look at that milk back there. Five, five bucks a gallon for that. Are you serious? <laughs> Who's got the best boots? This is why I pull all the baddies in. So the only thing you can see is my pants down. I'm camo, like you see my head up here. What's your thoughts on Trump getting indicted? Basically, political persecution, once again, they try with Russia, they try with January 6th, and this is what, like the 15th thing that they're, they're going after Trump. I think this is just going to completely increase his support. This is a state DA funded by George Soros, where we have high inflation, people can't afford gas, people can't afford groceries, but you're focused on Trump again. Here's new bombshell footage of Donald Trump being the most racist president in American history. African Americans built this nation. We built this nation. You know, you're just starting to get real credit for that. Okay, I don't know if you know that. You're just starting to get, you built the nation. We all built it. But you were such a massive part of it. Bigger than you were given credit for. Does that make sense? Right? Nah, but CNN and MSNBC. And he said this on October 4th? Not even on Black History Month. I must be tripping. Those who run this country have to believe in it, have to believe in all of it. If you believe in this country, you don't prosecute a former president just because the ladies of The View and Joe Scarborough, Rob Reiner, or Jon Stewart demand it. You don't tell a blatant lie like no one is above the law. Want to bet? Do they think the American people are that stupid? A wrecking ball. A society that has given up on itself snatches the American dream away from impressionable young minds who would otherwise see this country as nothing but wide open spaces. The left seems to believe that this country should be defined by the worst things about it instead of the best. I'm here to let everyone know, especially those who are perpetuating the lie that I am oppressed. I'm here to let them know that I can speak for myself, um, that I can walk, I can talk, I can read, I can swim. We are not all the same. And uh, despite what Joe Biden says, I also understand how to operate computers. In fact, my children built their own computers. Um, and I also want to let everyone know that we are also very capable of inventing, uh, that blacks can build, that we can become Supreme Court justices, that we can lead armies, um, that we can break Olympic world records, that we can become NASA mathematicians, and we can become pivotal to sending the first Americans into, and astronauts into space, that we can also become the president of the United States for two terms. That's what blacks can do and we are not oppressed. We can do all of this because we live in an incredible country, America, that offers us limitless possibilities for all people who are willing to dream 
and work hard. That is why I love this country. And that is why I oppose critical race theory and anything that resembles it. The single biggest obstacle to success for any person is the limitations they place on themselves. It is also the mental enslavement perpetuated by an infectious political party. I believe in higher education. And I believe the movies they make, the stories they write, the constant coddling of their audiences is nauseating. How about we teach our children that America is a free country built on hope and idealism? Instead, the leaders of the left can't imagine all of us getting along anymore. We have to be divided up, told we don't have a culture or any kind of national pride for our backgrounds if we're white. Only people of color can celebrate their cultures. White people have to be told to shut up and be good allies. How is this a healthy way to bring the country together? How does this foster achievement, self-confidence, or patriotism? But if it isn't enough to destroy children by categorizing them as oppressor or oppressed, and that they are born with this unchangeable fate, they somehow now tell them that while they can never change their skin color, they can easily change their sex. They've handed all of this power to babies, to toddlers, to adolescents, as though they're some kind of magical spirit, a holy birth that may or may not produce a miracle. That's way too much pressure to put on them. How sad that this is where the social justice movement has arrived, fretting over what gender their child might be, instead of getting to know them and love them as they are. Throughout this entire panel, not only have you guys been referring to trans men as girls, but using the wrong scientific terms. So I am assigned female at birth, but I am no girl. I am a man. And the way that you guys have been treating these trans people is dehumanizing. And as much as you guys want to promote awareness for certain things, like medically transitioning and stuff like that, it's what you're doing isn't helping. I have felt so helpless in my body all of my life. And the fact that you guys are telling me that you need to safeguard me and protect me from all of these things. I'd be dead right now if I wasn't allowed to bind my chest. I would be dead right now if I wasn't given a chance to go on testosterone. And so many people I know would be dead right now if they weren't allowed to cut their hair and had to be a woman. Okay, thank you very much. Very strong. Right. Um, just a couple of quick points. I mean, to, to, to the last speaker there, um, I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear of the way in which you've struggled over the years, but I do not believe that you have changed sex. I do not believe that sex is assigned at birth. And I do not believe that there's been anything dehumanising about this conversation. In fact, this has been a perfectly respectful debate, and I'm very glad to be here. Um, I just, I, I also think this links into the wider point that's been made around children being made into kind of Important mini activists. That. that stuff about suicide is really, really, really dangerous because if there's something that's contagious, it's suicide. Any journalist learns that you read the Samaritan's guidelines and you do not talk about suicide like that. That is the way to encourage suicidality in children. It's dangerous. There is not an epidemic of suicide in trans children. Being trans-identified does not make it more likely that you commit suicide. The figures are there unless you talk about it like this. So please, people, don't do that. It's the worst thing you can do for trans-identified people. They want to be able to teach this nonsense in every elementary school to indoctrinate them with America's new religion. They now believe they have all the answers, and it's only a matter of programming the young. But America doesn't need fixing. It needs tender, loving care. It needs people who have faith in this experiment. 
this unruly teenager of a country that can't quite get it together? Why is it suddenly so important to condition or indoctrinate kids? Why do they demonize parents who are trying to protect them with healthy boundaries as promoters of hate? They do that because the first thing all cults do is separate children from their parents, like Jim Jones or David Koresh or Charles Manson. They've turned it into something beyond tweens making order out of chaos on Tumblr in 2013. Now it's a doomsday cult where an entire generation of young people believes that if they aren't given puberty blockers or irreversible surgeries to make them into the opposite sex, they will commit suicide. They use suicide as a threat, but also a promise. This debate has us all being forced to choose one extreme or the other. Either we're all in or we're all out. If we're all in, we have to defy everything we know about science and human evolution just to ensure these young people don't kill themselves. If we're all out, we have to refuse to use preferred pronouns or accept that there are transgender people out there. Most of us are in the middle, says Camille Paglia. I say in the introduction to my, you know, to my new book, my new collection, my particular transgender um, rebellion came at a time when um, there, there wasn't this, uh, these ideas in the air, that the, that, the, that the moment you are dissatisfied with the limitations of your present gender definition, uh, that there is a, 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 this enormous mechanism waiting to alter your body, um, to, to, to halt puberty, to slow, slow your puberty down. To, um, uh, uh, people, uh, all very well-meaning and very sympathetic, are there to provide um, uh, surgical uh, intervention into in, and potential, uh, you know, permanent changes in your body with which there's no going back. Okay? I mean, I, I, for me, um, you know, a, 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 trans, a, a sex change operation um, opens one door but closes many others. Right? So I, 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 I personally believe that um, anyone who um, who, uh, who who collaborates in a, in a, an intrusion into a developing child's body and mind is guilty of child abuse, a crime against humanity, okay, because that child is not prepared to make such a decision. Okay? I, I, I think that such, such decisions about sex reassignment surgery must wait um, when, when it attains a majority, which would be, it seems to me, a minimum of, of age 18. Uh, I'm, I'm very concerned with this because I think that... Um, it's become a fashion, okay? Uh, that that uh, that uh, the transgender uh, definition has become a kind of convenient label for young people who may simply feel alienated, okay, culturally for many other reasons, okay. So that in the 1950s they might have become a beatnik, in the 1960s they might have become a hippie, and taken uh, you know, mind-expanding drugs, okay. And so today you're encouraged to think that your alienation is because you are not not totally defined, you know, uh, identifying with the, your particular inherited gender definition. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very concerned about this. I think that a lot of it, uh, I think that the, that the, that the uh, collaboration of the bureaucratic machinery with it has to do with the assault on masculinity, okay? Ah, okay, you see, trans gender doesn't really exist. It's not really polarity. I mean, it's, it, it, everything's all about expanding women's rights, but also terminating men, okay, and, and defining men out of existence. Masculinity is, by definition, toxic. Okay? Masculinity doesn't exist. And you see, this is, this is the proof of it. But now, I began my 
all of my studies, my, my book Sexual Personae began as a dissertation at Yale, uh, graduate school, on androgyny. I've always been fascinated, attracted you know, to the subject of androgyny, uh, and, and that's what sexual personae is. I explored it in history. But the, the more I explored it, I realized that, um, that historically, this, uh, this, uh, the movement toward androgyny occurs in late phases of culture, okay? as, a, as if a civilization is starting to uh, unravel. Okay, and that and you can find it again and again and again through history in the in, in the in the Greek art. Okay, you can you can see it happening. All of a sudden, okay, there's a, there's a kind of uh, you know the, the the sculptures of of um, of handsome nude young men athletes that used to be very robust. Okay, in the archaic period, suddenly begin to seem like wet noodles. Okay, you know, toward the end. Okay, and that, uh, and that and that the people who 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 live in such periods, a late phase of culture. Whether it's, it's the Hellenistic era, whether it's the Roman Empire, whether it's, it's uh, the Mauve decade of Oscar Wilde in the 1890s, whether it's Weimar Germany, people who live at such times okay, feel that um, they're very sophisticated, they're very cosmopolitan. Okay? Homosexuality, heterosexuality, so what? Anything goes and so on. All right? and so, but but we, from the perspective of, of historical distance, okay, you can see that it's a culture that no longer believes in itself. Okay? And, then, and, and then what you, what you invariably get are, are, you know, are, are, are people who are convinced of the power of heroic masculinity okay, on the edges, whether they're the Vandals and the Huns okay, or, whether, or whether they're the barbarians of ISIS. Okay? You see them, you know, starting to mass on the outsides of the culture, and that's what we have right now. That there is a tremendous uh, and, and, and rather terrifying disconnect between the infatuation with the transgender movement on, in, in our own culture and what's going on out there. Okay, All right? and, so, and so I mean that's why I'm concerned. I feel it's ominous. Okay, I I, I question whether uh, the transgender uh, choice is um, in, indeed genuine in every every single case. Uh, but what, again, what concerns me is when uh, well-meaning uh, adults, you know, believe that they are helping people uh, by by making it easier uh, some permanent change in the body from which there is no going back. Um, you know, for example, Brown University, one of the elite uh, yeah, Ivy League schools in the United States. It is in these times that authoritarianism often arises, because we need structure. We need other people. We need to feel like we belong. But a society that has given up on itself believes serving oneself is the road to true happiness, maybe the only road. And while it is cause for alarm, we also know that if we have faith in ourselves, and if we have not given up on our country, we can find our way through this moment because we always have. But if we condemn or deny or erase our history, we'll never know that this too shall pass. How can we feel our feet on the ground or trust what our world has become if we no longer understand or accept the simple definitions of words like men or women, boy and girl? We need our male heroes. We need our mothers. We need to tie them to the past generations and to our own history. We need masculinity. And if all we do is punish it, diminish it, and try to eradicate it, there is nothing else that can take its place. There is also no hope or plan for the future at the hands of today's left. They seem to have no problem sterilizing children through gender-affirming care, which must be the first time in history since the eugenics era that this has been the case. While it's true that they aren't forcing it upon children, we also know, or used to know, that children can't consent to anything, especially changes to their bodies, 
they can't reverse. We have both a crisis of mental health and generations that can't survive without their help. Almost every child is diagnosed with something and prescribed something to become a patient for life. This has led to a generation that believes there has to be something wrong with them just to fit in. They value victimhood, so they have to be eternal victims. Where will that get them in life? We've developed this culture where the victim has almost become sacred. So there's a sort of supply and demand issue with trauma that everybody in a way wants to be traumatized. And you guys have talked a lot about activists and people who are kind of, you know, they're hypervigilant a lot of the time. They're looking for something that's hurt them. They're looking in a paranoid kind of way. It's like, oh, you must be a racist. You must be a sexist. And that's, it's not the only thing that's going on, but one of the things that's going on is that people have been hurt, they've been abused, and they... Um, have come to see the world as a threatening place and they're looking for threat everywhere. So, you know, victim is the opposite of agency, it's the opposite of healing. And I think one of the big problems in our society is that we don't have a way to be good. And we need that. And it's almost a very old-fashioned idea to talk about ethics and virtue and morality. But we need that as people. We need a way to be good. And in the absence of that, people will adopt whatever they're offered which may be a good consumer or a good social justice person. It's like, all you have to do to be good is this, is say this thing on social media. Mm. All right, so it offers people a cheap and easy way to be good. Like we, we pretend that strength is a, is a vice and weakness is a virtue, and it's not. This is both the product of a culture that has become disconnected from real life outside virtual spaces and a consumer culture that gives everyone exactly what they need, exactly when they need it. From maps to shopping to porn to entertainment, who even needs to go anywhere or see anyone? Yet we know this is ending badly. We know our kids are in crisis. We know something is very, very wrong here. For podcast listeners, we're looking at a picture of the Wall Street Journal. America pulls back from values that wants to find it. From the Wall Street Journal poll, quote, Some 23% of adults under age 30 said in the new survey that patriotism was very important to them personally, compared with 59% of seniors ages 65 and older. Some 31% of younger respondents said that religion was very important to them, compared with 55% seniors. Only 23 of adults under age 30 said that having children was important. The future will depend on those who build things, families, businesses, ideas, and communities. Where will these leaders come from if we are in such dire straits? Honest and unmerciful. Joe Biden has a secret weapon. It's a magic mirror of sorts that reassures him with praise every time he gazes into it. The journalists who cover him know that they must always report good news for Biden lest they be greeted by an army of well-educated, articulate, keyboard warriors who will beat them down until they apologize and retract everything they just said. Remember the days of robust ethical journalism that we saw in All the President's Men or in Almost Famous, where a young journalist is warned by an older, wiser journalist? You have to make your reputation on being honest and unmerciful. <laughs> nothing about you that is controversial man god it's gonna get ugly man they're gonna buy you drinks 
you're gonna meet girls, they're gonna try to fly you places for free, offer you drugs, and I know it sounds great, but these people are not your friends. You know, these are people who want you to write sanctimonious stories about the genius of rock stars, and they will ruin rock and roll and strangle everything we love about it. You know, because they're trying to buy respectability for a form that is gloriously and righteously dumb. You know, and you're smart enough to know that. And the day it ceases to be dumb is the day it ceases to be real. Right? And then right. it just becomes an industry of cool. I, I mean, I'm telling you, you're coming along at a very dangerous time for rock and roll. I mean, the war is over. They won. 99% of what passes for rock and roll these days, silence is more compelling. And that's why I think you should just turn around, go back, you know, and be a lawyer or something. I can tell from your face that you won't. I can give you 35 bucks. Give me a thousand words on Black Sabbath. An assignment? Yeah. Yeah. You have to make your reputation on being honest and uh, you know, unmerciful. Honest, unmerciful. Yeah, if you get into a jam, you can call me. I stay up late. Those days are gone, brother. The only evidence that still exists that Rolling Stone was once a cutting-edge magazine is Matt Taibbi, who no longer works there and is instead writing here on Substack. We're looking at a tweet from Michael Tracy that says, And what does that ratio tell you about the media's allocation of resources with respect to breathless anticipation of Trump-related public unrest? And he's quote-tweeting a David Korn tweet that says, Maybe two dozen or so pro-Trump supporters across from the courthouse. Ratio of reporters to protests seems to be about 30 to 1. The Democrats on the left want to see Trump go to jail, even if it's a weak case. They want what they've been promised and are perfectly happy to corrupt the justice system to give them the relief they so desire. Now think about the times in history when that was true when angry mobs and dehumanization took the place of due process. What does that make them? What does that make this moment? This country at the hands of the Democrats and the left has become a society that no longer believes in itself. They're ready to pack it in and head for the online frontier, where they can live in a well-policed virtual bubble that has no connection to their fleshy selves, no memory of what came before, human bodies that can be cut up and pieced back together again as something and someone new. They can leave behind the rest of us, those who still remember that life is worth living because life exists on the outside, where there are still forests and oceans, first dates, root beer floats, small-town parades, Sunday matinees, Roasted marshmallows by the fire, the sunset over the city. It's a beautiful world, and we're lucky to be living in the greatest country ever built. If you don't believe in it, don't let the door hit you on the way out. 
Thank you for listening to my Substack, sashastone.substack.com, and I hope you are all having a nice Easter or Passover. And remember, to thine own self be true. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train Going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised right here in Houston He took the midnight